Welcome to the Woodland Heights Baptist Church Sunday Talks podcast. Sunday Talks is a weekly roundtable discussion about theological and cultural topics. For more information and show notes, visit whbcconway.org forward slash Sunday Talks. Here's your host, Pastor Larry White. All right, welcome to this edition of Sunday Talks. We're doing some hot topics during this season. This one is about how the church has responded to COVID, uh, which has certainly been a hot button, hot topic issue as you thought about masks and vaccines and should the church open and what should we do when we do that. And I've invited for this evening's episode, uh, Dr. Tim Brewer, uh, pastor of Mount Olive Baptist Church and Guy. He's been there for over 20 years. and has tracked this same path with us as they have opened and, and done some of the same things we've done. I appreciate him. appreciate his uh, willingness to talk about these things. Uh, Tim is a pastor, father. He's a teacher, a professor at Central Baptist College. Uh, of course, his greatest claim to fame is he's a graduate of New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary. And so we're, we're grateful for that. But I appreciate his time. We're just going to talk all open and honestly about this. Hope that you will enjoy this episode. And uh, thank you for watching. Welcome to this edition of Sunday Talks. We are so glad to have Tim Brewer with us. And uh, tonight we're talking about how the church responded to COVID. And we're still we're still in the midst of it, though, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's not over yet. Uh, the reason that Tim is here, and, and uh, I probably explained this in the introduction, but is that we started out, I don't even remember when. Uh, do you remember when we first talked about this? I don't. Uh, maybe, maybe it was March <laughs> or April. Yeah. But um, one reason I, he's we will I will always have this in common with Tim is that when I felt like we should kind of step out there and do do something and and respond and begin to maybe get back in person gathering, uh, there was somebody in the north part of the county that was just as crazy as I was, <laughs> and they were going to try it, and so we actually came in here and we had a meeting with pastors and we sat mm-hmm. on the sat on the on the uh, platform and and talked about it and then we came out here with will russell and uh, talked about two months into that what that was like and i went back and watched that again and then uh and so i said hey i want to do a follow-up to this and kind of do a a year later response and so uh, yeah. uh we're still we're still pastoring at the same yeah. churches and we survived so. will got fired is that right <laughs> 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 you know, the first go round it was Ryan Scantling, Will Russell, and the two of us, and I just keep losing friends. You know, Ryan, Ryan is leaving us, and so but I think Will's still there. But, yeah, yeah. But uh, next time, it's probably just going to be you doing it by yourself. <laughs> but one thing I wanted to say, I want to say, and, and, and give you opportunity to say anything you want to say about this too, is kind of I, one thing I want to say to our people, and I'm sure the same at Mount Olive Baptist Church. Is the people have been pretty, very, really very gracious and kind, and what you would expect of Christians in in a time of of the unknown and of uncertainty, and that doesn't mean everybody's always been that way, but yeah. in general, I've been I've been very pleased with how people have responded. Yeah, I have. I've I've really appreciated the flexibility, the fluid nature. The uh, pivoting became a, mm-hmm. a, a popular pivoting, word. Yeah. 
just uh, at times, sometimes just week to week. Like, yes. what is this week going to look like? I, I don't know. You know, they ask me after service on this Sunday, you know, so next Sunday, well, let's kind of wait and see what, what that looks like. Yeah. You know? And some yeah. of that, you know, I would be okay if some of that didn't, I know you're, you're a planner. You like to have things kind of set out there, yeah. but I'd be okay if some of that didn't come out. Hey, no, we're not sure what we're going to do next Sunday. We'll just kind of have to play it by Yeah. Year. And it, 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 it's really been challenging to my personality a little yeah. bit because I like to have things kind of set in order and know what's going to happen and, and all that. This guy just kind of threw all that away. Long range plans to me are what's tomorrow. Yeah. You know, so, uh, so I've, uh, Dr. Oje, you know, at New Orleans Seminary used the term flexibility. Yeah. that we need we need we have to we've had to we've had to incorporate that but i think the church has been and, and so the next thing i want to say and you don't have to say this because you may not have done this but i'm saying this to our folks and if and, and, I, and I'm, I'm being serious about this if i've offended somebody personally firsthand even if it's been a public comment i'm sorry and i want to be i want to i want to reconcile that because this has been a hard year yeah um i have you know, we we were doing daily updates at times. Uh, the best thing that ha happened for me was that my wife was with me, and she would edit some of those or say you can't say that or you shouldn't say that. Um, but sometimes I said things that I found out later that offended people. That you know, maybe I was rash in how I responded, or maybe they were you know they were dealing with something. You know, um, they looked at this. They looked at the pandemic whole different than I did. Yeah. You know, we talked about the, a year ago. Uh, green light, red light, yellow light, people, you know, the green light more of, hey, let's take the mask off and let's get back together. And, and yeah. I've always said I'm more of a green light person. That That's that's true in just it, kind of everything. It's not just about mask wearing or, you know, COVID. I'm just kind of that way about a lot of things. And, and so sometimes that's been maybe been taken the wrong way or maybe I've, yeah. I've pushed too hard. But I, I generally am, and I want to um, – I want to if I've if I've offended somebody, I want to make that right, and yeah. and and that's that's been I think that's been hard for everybody in every walk of life through this is how, you know, we've been we've been sensitive, and 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 I've been maybe I've been sensitive to my point of view and how I you know people need to respect me, and so, um, but I'm I'm hoping we continue to move forward and yeah move past some of that yeah, too. and I think people like we mentioned a little bit earlier seem to have for the most part a forgiving spirit about oh, that understanding because i had i don't know how many people in our church would tell me i'm glad i don't have your job yes. you know th th i know that you're in a bad spot and they would say you know i know i've got my opinion but i know other people have their opinion and everyone's throwing their opinions at you yeah and then you have to make some decisions right and and so that under even when people didn't agree with me there was an under understanding aspect of okay it, it, it's a tough time it's right. okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, I, you know, I think about one, the governor or the president, whoever, whatever, there's always been others that have had difficult situations they've had to deal with. Um, but pastors have had a have had a unique role, and I appreciate mm -hmm. how people have responded. Well, let's get into some of the things that may be some some hot topics of, according to some, some of what others are saying. Um, you know, one of those is just the whole idea of risk-taking. Um none of us knew how big a risk it was going to be and certainly when 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 we came out because i think we started maybe the same week when we came back when we it was very close to the same time we've we've kind of not that you know i hadn't been calling you say well are y'all ready are we ready <laughs> but it's we've been tracking along some of the same lines um but we've, we've taken some of those risks and um 
some of that's the nature of faith, I think, for believers is that the balance of trusting God and common sense. Mm-hmm. And but through that, I'm I'm glad that we're a year into this and 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 you know, we've been able to say, okay, you know, maybe every decision we made wasn't right, but hopefully we we it wasn't just because I'm a green light person, but mm-hmm. prayed through this, I trusted the Lord and my faith has been challenged in this, but I but I've also been I've been grateful that you know, I felt like uh, God's honored some of those. I want to I want to take I believe this risk is worth the reward that we're going to get in the end of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it has been valuable for your people to come together and yeah see each other. You know, yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, we've already talked about not everybody was always happy with the risk taking. Yeah, and. But just trying to survey the situation and and the big picture, what's the, what's most effective in the edification of the church? Yeah, and you know, and we would tell people over and over and over again, like I know you and everybody else would, that we're going to do this, and if you don't feel comfortable doing this, then that is okay. Yeah, you know, don't don't feel like you've got to get out of not not just get out of your comfort zone, but to you would be getting into a danger zone. Right. Don't right. just don't. It's okay. Yeah. But this is this is what we're going to do. We're going to take this step forward and that's what we feel like is the best thing overall to do right now. So we'd take the step and not not everybody would feel comfortable following. Yeah. But that's okay because it, we knew we weren't going to be at a spot where like okay, 100% of the people are yeah. ready for this yeah. now. Yeah. And it just wasn't going to and it just it's brought the reality that you know nothing we've done typically in the church and baptist church is there's hardly ever 100 percent on anything you know mm-hmm. uh, sometimes there's just folks that just don't want to say what they feel but we, we rarely have have that kind of uh unanimity there um so but here's some one thing i want to talk about is just some of the things that happened in the church that's gone on i think it's brought out a lot of creativity in the church that we didn't do before i know for y'all in fact you've got another one coming up but y'all have done outdoor things that mm-hmm. i don't think you'd done before had you i mean not like that uh yeah and and we would get together as a staff and we would what we call spitball thing you yeah. know just kind of throwing ideas out there it's like what about oh that's a bad idea okay <laughs> let's not do that yeah. and and be thinking about because because we want to keep some type of connectivity with our people yeah and so what does that look like um, and, and not everybody would attend this or attend that, but yeah, we, uh, we're having, uh, not Easter Sunday, but the Sunday after that, we have another outdoor service and mm-hmm. we just bring, we got a couple of guys that have the flatbed trailers and yeah. pull them out there and take our sound equipment outside. And, and, uh, we've done that before this time we're, we're adding lunch to it. We're going to be frying some fish and chicken and having some activities outside. And we just thought, you know, it's time, uh, hopefully it doesn't rain, yeah. uh, but it's time to to get people together to have some fun and, yeah. and enjoy. And, and with it being outside, we thought, well, uh, maybe maybe more people would participate because right. it is going to be outside and you know, sit out in the sun in their lawn chairs and have a good time. And and uh, then we're looking at you know another month or so down the road we're gonna have a crawfish boil and you know just what, so just, what date is that <laughs> yeah. gonna be so. uh so we're just looking at trying to have some more enjoyable because we've yeah. been it's like we've been this lockdown for so mm-hmm. long yeah uh let's see what we can do to fellowship and 
and just get back together. Yeah, and you, and you know, that was last summer, last late spring, last summer when we did things outdoor on our parking lot. Those are the biggest things we did, and we're planning that again this summer on Wednesday nights, doing some of those things where we just, in fact, we like we had Sunday school class group met out here, and I remember some of them brought their Bibles, and I probably shouldn't be saying this, but I said, we're not going to do Bible study. We're just going to fellowship together. We're just going to sit and visit and fellowship and see each other, and yeah. we're going to pray. Uh, if you want to talk about the Bible, we certainly do that, but we're not going to have a formal Bible study and just be the church and just fellowship together. And those are some of the best times. And like you said, we lost some of that, but that, those are things that I think creatively that, you know, we'd never done before. And, mm -hmm. and that, I mean, I think that they were very effective and, and we just had to find a way to, to try to do that. I mean, I know other churches, uh, use, you know, radio transmitters and, and some are still doing that broadcasting in their parking lot. We, we had someone actually buy one of those and we could have done that. It just wasn't maybe the best, uh, option for us, but, but, uh, uh, you know, ministry to the community, all kinds of things that, that, uh, have been, have been tried. Um, you know, so, uh, maybe on a, on a, uh, um, couple of ways of, of looking at this, you, you shared back when we did this back, uh, in May or June when we did this first time. I love this analogy um, about, you know, I was trying to think, what is it like to start back rebooting? And, and you, you had the war analogy, which I think mm -hmm. I'm going to use that sometime. I hadn't, <laughs> hadn't used that publicly out there, but it was, a, it was a perfect analogy of the fact that, you know, just like with this, that there's in wartime, there's a strategy we have to deal with. We've been under attack. Um, uh, it's what's been unique about it is that everybody's faced the same attack. It's all it's it, it doesn't matter, you know, Christian, non-Christian, what level of Christianity, what kind of church you were. There were casualties you mentioned, mm -hmm. you know, that some of those were people that ha had health issues. Some of those who just had concerns um, uh, are we were compromised in our positions. You didn't say this. So I'm not putting you on the spot here. But we've had some as as you do sometimes when you're in a military cause. We've had some folks go AWOL mm -hmm. that maybe, maybe they come back, but for the most part, we didn't know where they were. We didn't, yeah. we didn't know if they were a casualty or we didn't know. We just didn't know. And some of that may be on the pastor's role of, Hey, I need to contact my membership, but it's just been one of those hard times of not knowing, Hey, what is the condition of my, of my crew? And we're still trying to advance in this war, yeah. but yet we're trying to, you know, and then, uh, I'm sure with y'all too. I mean, while, while you're advancing the kingdom, you're bringing on new, new soldiers, and you got people coming in. You're trying to disciple them, but you're trying to. Where are these others that I want to? I want to keep them in and pull them back. And so, I think that was a great analogy. Any other? You got any other new ideas with that that I can <laughs> add to my my sermon illustration? Now, you know, and I think one of the things it's it's done for me is this because of the difficulties and a sense of urgency about, you know, if you use the wartime and, uh, analogy or whatever, um, that I want to try to hang on to because we're almost forced into that. Yeah. And this thing really kind of rattled the cage of the churches and mm -hmm. because we're so apt to fall to a complacency and almost an apathy yeah. and, uh, you know, who's where and what's going on. I, you know, we're just kind of doing our thing. And this just kind of got our attention and said, look, you better be strategic yes. in what's going on and be a good steward of the opportunities and resources and creativity. And, and yeah, it, it is a battle that we're in. And, and we do have to be paying attention 
to those who do or have gone AWOL, what do you do? Well, we try to figure out how to, how to get them back. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the people who aren't Christians, okay, how are we going to do outreach? Yeah. And especially in this situation that we're in. And, and then how do we just continue to build health into those yeah. who, are, who are there and who are ministering and serving? So I guess, you know, thinking about the wartime analogy or whatever, it, it's just trying to maintain this attitude of we, we are in a battle mm -hmm. and, and there's there's no time for complacency and yeah. apathy and so that that's something i'm trying to strive to to maintain that yeah. that outlook on and and the reality was we were always there we just didn't we didn't realize it and it wasn't yeah. it wasn't as real to us it wasn't as pressing maybe as what we've seen seen this past year um, and one of those things through that, and I think one of the reasons that I've appreciated your friendship and, and maybe the risk-taking and some of the decisions you've made is it was kind of one of those things as in wartime, hey, if we fail, we're probably <laughs> going to fail too. It's like we're, 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 we're tracking the same thing. But you've experienced some of the same, I think I would call it successes and some of the same victories we have and where we are. I, I was uh, uh, reading this that um, it was uh, – uh, the author of Unstuck Church, I think Tony Morgan, yeah. I don't know if you read, read yeah. that, but he, he said, it's becoming clear many churches will never return to pre-pandemic attendance levels. Um, and I, I think he's right. I mean, I'm, I'm hearing that from so many churches that some of them that were in multiple services that have gone back to one and that don't really see, I mean, there's there are ministries that have cut off that they that they're not going back to, not because they didn't see the necessity, just because there's not either the personnel or there's not the resources, maybe financially they're unable to do that. And um, that's, I think that's real. I mean, there, I think there's some causes to that. I think some of that was was that in, in, in my church and your church as well, that there were probably people already who were, who were coming every other Sunday. Maybe they were coming, you know, mm -hmm. three times a month. Um, this year of pushback and not having public gathering uh maybe lessen that habit even more so yeah. and and so maybe it's now easter and christmas for them um but uh, at the same time you guys are up near i mean you are up near what was normal before covid again. yeah it, it it's very interesting to, to to watch what's going on because you know we were tracking people and we we knew that they're weren't some there who would be if, mm -hmm. because they legitimately had some health compromising situations and so on. Um, then we had n new people showing up during this time. Now, yeah. some of it was because their church had shut down, yeah. and, you know, yeah. and so they came over and they've kind of stuck. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm not proselytizing or anything yeah. like that. It's just, we're here. You want to worship with us? Come on. And, and so we have been encouraged, especially even this past month, to, to look at the the numbers, which are, you know, mm -hmm. people. And we are right at maybe 10% less than, yeah. than pre-COVID times. And, yeah. and, and that's, that's awesome. exciting. Yeah. Uh, I do think at the same time, though, when we started using Facebook and streaming it and some people decided to stay home, uh, is this a necessity or is this a comfort thing yeah. or whatever? And, and, and I know I had COVID and my whole family had it. And so we missed two weeks in a row. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And so we watched it. We streamed it on, on Facebook yeah. there in the living room. That is nothing like in-person yeah. worship. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't think my home is unique, uh, but it, it's, just, it's just not the same. Because you're sitting there and you're watching and, you know, adjusting the volume, whatever, and the kids are walking around and doing this. Yeah. And you, it's, you're just laid back and something will get your attention or something. And you're, like, looking off and, like, what, what was that? And, and really not singing along with the worship music. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, then our associate pastor, T. Donald's preaching and, you know, kind of catching some of it, but then something that, and it's like, this isn't a replacement. Right. For right. in-person yeah. worship. Yeah. And, uh, and for those, like you said, for those that it's a necessity, they're homebound, their health issues, whatever, we're grateful that we yes. have that resource. Yes. And, and I have family that that's, they're beneficiaries of that. But it, I've been there the same way. Even when we watch, when I watch, when I watch this Sunday talk, I hate to watch it. For one, I don't like to watch myself talking, but you know, it's just not the same and, and it's, it's hard to engage in that. But the, uh, um, and so that's why I think it's important to get that, that personal, you know, that personal experience. Um, the, uh, uh, I mentioned this, but we talked about this earlier today. Our staff read this, the post quarantine church, uh, which was written a long time ago. Now he needs to write a new <laughs> yeah. version of this. Um, but it was written early in the quarantine, but he mentions this about people that were watching online and how do we re-engage them? And I want to read a, 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 a quote from that. Um, he mentions a lady who, who, who this was her comment. She says, I've been going to church for so many years. I don't even know how long it's been. It's what I was supposed to do. Now I sleep in on Sunday and I may or may not watch the Facebook service. I really like this new schedule. I'm really not sure I want to go back to church like I used to. It's a big hassle. And I think about it, you got five kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and now they're they're getting older. But I mean, you know, if you're not the pastor, I'm like, that's a hassle to get all those kids ready. And I mean, yeah. get up in the morning and go. It's like, hey, if I can just sit at home. In fact, I don't have to do it at nine o'clock or eleven o'clock, whatever time your Facebook. I can I can do it in the afternoon. I could actually do it on Sunday night if I want to watch it. So it it can be a hassle. And so his Tom Rayner, who wrote the book's responses in this post quarantine era. What will compel the Susan, who is the Susans of the world, to return to in-person gathering? Among the among other factors, they will need to see a church that's making a difference, a church that's truly touching lives. They will need to see consistent action directed toward outward toward the community. And I agreed with all that, but my conclusion was they need to care. I mean, yeah. they, they need to, they need to see that the Sunday gathering is more than just me getting something out of this. Is that there is great benefit. And, and I get this, when I stand up and preach, I am blessed by the people that are around me and that they bless me and that I, that, Hey, can I, can I somehow maybe minister to somebody else mm-hmm. who's in need? And, uh, just, and I shared this with you before we started this, uh, we had a death in our church this morning of somebody that we ministered through, through COVID. And, um, when she was here, she ministered to me, and I hope that I some way ministered to her. And there's a void going to be in my life because she's not here and her kids and just, just a lot of things that were just, it's just like people matter, and we need we need physical touch. We need, even even with COVID, when we couldn't have the touch, the fist bump <laughs> and the chicken wing and, you know, the face mask, still we needed that. And, again, for those who can't physically be here, man, I understand that 
we've tried to do some things with going to some of our homebound and actually seeing them while we're standing in the driveway. Let's do let's do all that we can. But if we can be here, I think we're I think we're obligated to our, to the body we're a member of to yeah. get there and fellowship together. And and one, it's a blessing to others. But I do think there is such benefit for us. Yeah, that we get out of that. Yeah, and using the the Susan illustration there, that that person in that situation that's contemplating that whether basically out of convenience or not i do think it's also our responsibility to offer some exhortation yes even admonishment yeah about that because i think there's a passage in hebrews about that yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah for you stop forsaking the assembling yeah. yourselves together because he does talk about the deceitfulness of sin and the callousness that can build up in our hearts mm-hmm. by not being with Believers that we need to exhort one another right, daily, right? Because I, if we're honest with ourselves, I mean, I know I deceive myself a lot because I can rationalize, justify, manipulate whatever I want to to make it seem right. And if I isolate myself to the deceitfulness of myself, mm-hmm. then I'm going to find myself in a perilous spiritual situation. Yeah. And for anybody to think that they're okay, that they don't need that admonishment, that exhortation, that is such an arrogant outlook yeah. on things. And I'm not saying that we go beat the doors down to people and tell them how wretched they are and yeah. all that, but it is a loving thing to do to admonish people, to remind them, this is what Scripture says, mm-hmm. that we are commanded for our own good yeah. and the glory of God and the edification of one another to be meeting together. And when that's not there... The church will suffer, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and and the advancement of the kingdom will suffer, and so we are responsible to be meeting together, yeah. and, and not to have a consumeristic outlook. To say, well, you know, I don't know what I get out of it. Well, what do you put into it? Exactly. Uh, exactly. You know, it's even if you're not, you know, you, you don't feel fulfilled or happy or whatever because things didn't just go your way well you know it's not always about you yeah and, and my thing would even be with that and i don't want anybody to leave our church or leave your church but it's like if you can't find fulfillment where you are go somewhere where you can invest pour yourself into some community of believers where you can make a difference i mean there and there are plenty it's like you know you've got you pastor a larger church i do as well there are plenty of smaller churches that would love to have some of our folks but find some place where you can really make it but if they go to that smaller church that smaller church is going to expect them to do something oh exactly exactly it's (laughs) It's, easier in a larger church yeah there's going to be a lot more work to be done but but go do something don't i mean and there's so it's church was meant for us to to be engaged and be a part of to sit back and, and I always I always say we're the working church. We're kind of like uh, College of the Ozarks, the work hard work. <laughs> you we're hard work church. It's like you yeah. really don't really unless you're engaged and you're connecting with people. You really not enjoy. You're not going to enjoy church. You know, and I've been reading. I'm actually teaching a class at Central Baptist College, going through First Corinthians, and just kind of slowly, expositorily going through that book. And that is an extremely troubled church. Yes, yeah. They've got a lot of issues going I on. I thank God I don't pastor that church. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But when you really boil it down to, to one of the key issues of those factions, it was simply selfishness. Mm-hmm. It was this consumeristic, me-centered, egocentric attitude that led to the factions, that led to the immorality, that, that led to the lawsuits, that, that led to the use of the spiritual gifts in a very perverted way. Mm-hmm. All this, it, it goes back to all you're concerned about is yourself. 
Yeah. That and what Paul continually strove strove to do, strived to do, strove to do, strove, strove. Okay. And yeah. uh, in, in that letter was to get their eyes off of themselves mm-hmm. and to look at what would be most edifying to the body. Yeah. And and once we if we can get our eyes turned outward instead of inward, it, it just creates a and much I think that's earth. that's one of the great responses of this whole COVID season has been an outward focus. You know, how can the church look outward? The young lady I mentioned who's passed away, that happened because our church looked outward and did some ministry outward, and that's how we get connected. And I'm sure your church, some of the reasons some folks have come there is because there's been a, you've done some things looking outward in your community. And so um, that's one been one of the blessings of, of COVID. You know, mm-hmm. one of the things that, that I also wanted us to talk about is, you know, there have been changes that have happened in our churches. You know, some things that, you know, there have been, there've been some things we didn't like, obviously, but some things that, that have, have happened that, man, I hope will stick. In fact, you know, people ask me, so well, now, now that we're back. COVID killed the sacred cow. <laughs> you know, <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> said, so are we going to go back to this? Are we going to, I was like, no, no. <laughs> We're grateful, you know. Uh, one one thing I'll just give one example, and if you got some of yours, you know that, that I've always been a multiple service guy. I love the fact that we get more opportunities for people to come and worship. Um, I love the fact that we can be together, but but more opportunities just puts more people in the building. More opp- and so, um, but that was never going to happen here. There's a lot of reasons why that wasn't going to happen here. It was just not. The, it wasn't the DNA of our church. It was just, and I, I had I had come to that conclusion. It's that's that'll never happen in this church. But because we needed to social distance, and when we did that, that meant we needed we needed you know we could only put so many people in the building. Then we we naturally had to to, to put everybody. We had to do two services. Well, now I think I would have an uprising with some of the folks who come to that early service. Oh, we love coming to that service. In fact, a couple told me Sunday. Listen, I love coming to early service, and I go to Sunday school. Then I then I've got other things I do. Plus, it's given people an opportunity to maybe serve in a service. And then and then attend a service, you know, and mm-hmm. and uh, um, just some freedom and and giving people that maybe even work on a on a Sunday, hey, I, I run my work schedule. I can I can be at church, and so and there's other, there's multiple other things I'm grateful yeah. for. And that's one of the main things with us too, because pre-pandemic, we we were hitting that 75 percent capacity yeah. in, in our sanctuary and so on. And so I, the conversation had been going on for months about the possibility of multiple services. Well, you know, the initial response is, oh, it's going to be like two churches and we won't see people and blah, 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 like that. And I was like, well, I, I know, but we're, you know, we're in this to reach people. Yeah. And like, yeah, I know, but. And and so they, there was a little bit of not bought into that completely. Yeah. Well, then boom. This thing happens, mm-hmm. and then it's like, look, it's a necessity. Yeah. We've, we've got to do this. Yeah. And some of those same people are like, you know, it's it's not as bad as I thought it was going yeah. to be. Yeah, you know, exactly. it's just, yeah. yeah. And and so we don't know, you know, going forward, because uh, this is a the time of the year that we find ourselves in, because we know yeah. summer's coming and vacations and different things and so attendance is kind of that's what i'm going to tell people hey you need to correct yeah you need to be taking vacations <laughs> covid's still a big enough concern you need to stay at home yeah. so i don't think they're going to buy that yeah, so. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> so so you know we're maintaining t- multiple services now uh, will that need be there through the summer yeah nah, i don't know yeah you know, just kind of yeah wait and see 
th th these have been exciting time, even with technology, you know, that the fact that we're doing this, you know, and the yeah. word, Sunday talks has been a blessing for me. I told the church Wednesday night during our prayer service, which, which we're doing online as well. Never would have dreamed you'd have a prayer meeting that's online yeah. people could tune into. But those are things that COVID brought about that will never go away. And yeah. we need to find new ways to be creative in doing those. But there's been some blessings out of this and some certain positives. And, you know, we're doing this. This will be this will be posted on Easter Sunday night. And hopefully we've had a glorious Easter morning. Um, that's I'm, I'm so excited for the church to gather back together. I don't I'm thankful for some of the things that happened during COVID, but I don't ever want to do this again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But God, in His grace and providence and sovereignty, knew what needed to happen. And as I visited with a lady this morning, she said, uh, "God's trying to get the whole world's attention, believer and unbeliever, mm -hmm. the just and the unjust. It, this rained on all us all. And if He didn't, I don't know what it's going to take to get our attention because it really was. It was one of the one, first times in my life where everybody was impacted by this, yeah. and hopefully, it did." And I would just say, in conclusion, that I, I think, again, the church responded well. Um, we didn't do perfect as a pastor. I, I failed probably many times in this. If I go back, I'd spend a lot more time praying. I'd taken a lot more of my time off. <laughs> <laughs> I'd retreated more. But I think I've, I've learned to slow down a little bit in all this. Yeah. Um, I it, mean, it, it definitely showed a, okay, we're dependent. God, this yes. is... Uh, because, you know, I, I catch myself, you know, you get in the routine of Sunday's always coming, you know, mm -hmm. and you're just trying to, yeah. the the urgent demands that out that push out the important things. And th that, thankfully, I, I come to the end of myself. Yes. And it's like, God, I, I don't know. Yeah. And, yeah. and so seeking the wisdom of God, seeking the counsel of other godly people. Yeah. And it really just... I've seen you know relationships grow mm -hmm. stronger yeah. through this yeah. with God and with uh, one another. So I, I know that God's got exciting times ahead. Yeah, and yeah. so I'm just hanging on and yeah, and, seeing and, and he's and he's been faithful. And like you said, we we needed to be dependent upon him all the time and and to be reminded of that. And so I'm I'm excited about the future as well. Um, I'm, 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 I want, and you know, part of the purpose of this whole series on hot topics has been to talk about issues that sometimes we don't always agree upon. And this has been one, I mean, you want to get people in a fight, start talking about masks or what they believe about yeah. a vaccine. Um, but that we could still be certainly as Christians, we should be able to be loving and appreciative of somebody else's opinion. And we should be with unbelievers, be able to, how can I use this? How can I, for me, it's been when we talk about people's fears and frustrations, hey, this is a time for me to point people to the Lord. Mm -hmm. That, again, I'm always to be dependent upon the Lord. I'm always to be trusting in the Lord, no matter what's going on. I mean, whether it's a worldwide pandemic or some physical illness, and we should use that with every conversation. Whatever, yeah. whatever it is, how can, I, how can I come back to the gospel and present people with the truth that's there? And I appreciate that about you. I appreciate about your work and, and uh, that, hey, so far, we're not through the pandemic yet, through, the, through COVID, but that uh, we've, we've taken some risk and our church has been faithful. We're still pastoring the same church yeah. and uh, um, it, we've made it this far. But I appreciate your time. appreciate you taking the opportunity to visit with us. Yeah, and, I enjoy it. And uh, we'll we'll do this again. The next time we're not going to talk about COVID. Okay. Okay. All right. Very good. Thank you. You're welcome.